welcome to the Field Log Podcast, weekly reflections for the Warrior King to help you master yourself, fulfill your purpose, and conquer the day. I'm your host, Marcian Sicario. Field Log Day 90 Bear Their Burdens Once again, we have a field log that's inspired by a Bible verse. And looking back at the verse before, you know, I started recording this field log, I remembered, or, you know, vaguely remembered reading it a couple of months back. And the thing I find so interesting about it is when I first reread the verse just now, and I'll read it in a minute, but when I first reread the verse before recording, I didn't quite understand, you know, there's something there that seemed like a contradiction to me. And then I read the back, right, the footnotes, and it, it immediately made sense. And it also made sense in the context of the Warrior King ethos, and I'm realizing very quickly that this is probably going to become one of my favorite verses. Now, <laughs> without further ado, right, I don't have to keep you guys waiting in suspense, I'm going to read the verse real quick, and we are in the book of Galatians, right, St. Paul's letter to the Galatians, chapter 6, verses 2 through 5 which goes, Bear one another's burdens, and so fulfill the law of Christ. For if anyone thinks himself to be something when he is nothing, he deceives himself. But let each one examine his own work, and then he will have rejoicing in himself alone, and not in another. For each one shall bear his own load. Now immediately, The thing that stands out to me, and I imagine you as well, is that the first verse, verse 2, is that we should bear one another's burdens. You bear mine, I bear yours. And then the fifth verse is to bear your own burdens, right? Obvious contradiction. Or so it would seem, because if we turn to the back, or the footnotes, the footnotes read, Paul admonishes us to bear one another's burdens, but moments later, he notes that each one shall bear his own burdens his own load, rather. Both are true. We are called to initiate caregiving in the church and not to be needless burdens to others. And I absolutely love this. I'm so stoked reading this. It rings so true on a personal level, on a fundamental level, for me and I think for the Warrior King ethos in general. Right, I say all the time that a man must be an asset. A man cannot be a liability. Everything you do, we work more so that they work less. We bleed more so that they bleed less, right? We sweat more so that they sweat less. Everything we do is to take more burdens onto ourselves to alleviate the burdens of others. So this Bible verse, as it appears to me, is one of those things that if you think about it objectively, if you will, and if you try to think about it rationally, it won't make sense because you can both bear each other's burdens and bear your own burdens. But that's not what it's meant to be, right, as we see in the footnotes. The idea is that this is a rule that every person should live by individually. And of course, St. Paul was addressing everybody, but in the context of the field log, in the context of the warrior king ethos, this is something we have to live by as men. Right, I could easily say that if I care, 
if I carry my own burdens, and if I carry everyone else's burdens, then it's unfair. But if I have the attitude of attempting to always carry my own burdens and to carry the burdens of others, always attempting to take more ownership, more responsibility, more burden, and if every other man does this, then everything is going to get taken care of. Everything. Because the reality is, we're going to try to carry our own burdens as best we can. And we're going to try to be assets as best we can, but we all stumble. We all slip up. We all sometimes don't have the strength, right? It doesn't, if you're a strong man, this doesn't happen often. It might only happen once every few years. I can remember the last time that I let, let's say, my armor crack a little bit. I remember the last time I, I let people see when I was going through a difficult time. It was years ago. It was about, I want to say, two and a half years ago at this point. And funnily enough, some of the men listening to this, you're going to know what I'm talking about. Because they helped me through this, right? I tried to the best of my ability to carry the burden myself. And I still was functional. I still was able to help out my guys. I was still able to, to do clinics and be a resource. But I also ended up leaning on my brothers because it was just too much for me to bear. And I think that sometimes it is good for us to see things like that because it allows us to remember that we are ultimately nothing compared to God and that we need help from God, which most of the time comes through other people, right? When God wants to help you, he'll send you somebody, right? There's this very famous story you hear sometimes where a man is trapped on his roof during a flood and the water is rising slowly. And I think it's something like a rescue boat comes by, like a little life raft. And the, pe- and the man has been up there praying to God to save him. And the people in the rescue boat say, come on, hop in, you know, we'll get you out of here. And he says, no, it's fine. God is going to save me. And then the water continues to rise some more. And then some other larger boat shows up and makes the man the same offer. You know, hop on board. We'll, we'll get you out of here. You know, the water is rising very quickly. You could die. And the man says, no, God is sending me help. I'm praying to God. God will save me. And then when the water has risen all the way up to the roof and his shoes are starting to get wet, a chopper, a rescue chopper, lowers down one of those, those rescue, you know, the ladders, the ropey ladders, and says to him, hold on to the ladder, we'll fly you out of here, you're about to drown. And the man says, no, God will save me. And then the water rises beyond the level of his roof, he drowns, and he ends up in heaven. And he says to God, I was praying to you, why didn't you save me? And God says, what are you talking about? I sent you help three times. Right? And that's just a little aside, but I think, you know, in the context of what it is that we're talking about right now, very useful. It's that God always sends us help in the form of people. Or, well, maybe not always, but most of the time, at least in my limited experience. But of course, the topic at hand is bear their burdens. Right? We're talking about this idea of bearing the burdens of others. One of the beautiful things, in my mind, about the warrior king ethos is that we take this natural desire that most men have towards conquest, towards victory, towards struggle, towards success, right? wanting to build something meaningful, wanting to build wealth, wanting to build 
earning potential, which is wealth, right? Wanting to build their bodies, wanting to perfect their craft, right? Wanting to develop their mind to the best of their abilities, wanting to be successful in romantic relationships and right, platonic relationships too, right? It doesn't just have to be romantic. But all men have these, these desires, these instincts, at least in my experience. I've never really met a man who says, oh, I don't want to be good at anything. I don't want to build something like a legacy, something big, something meaningful. I don't want to be successful in my romantic relationship or relationships, you know, however that plays out. One at a time, please. And the men that I have met who've said this were lying, right? I had a conversation with a friend of mine once and he was just starting to enter my circle, the circle of me and my brothers, my men. And I asked him, what is it that you want in life, right? Just general question. I kind of wanted to call it a little oil check, give him a little oil check. What is it that you want in life? And he said, I just want to live my life simply and I just want to have a good wife and have a family and do that. Praise God. And I said, what do you mean by good wife? And he says, faithful and orthodox and wants to have kids. And I said, I don't believe you. So I named a woman that we both knew who matched his description. I said, what about her? And he said, well, not her. I said, why not? She matches your description. And then you could see the wheel sort of grinding to a halt. He was thinking the cognitive dissonance because verbally he was paying lip service to this idea of wanting just a good woman. But internally, he knew that he wanted something more than that. You know, someone he had good chemistry with, someone who was beautiful to him. Right? There was more to it. And I realized that most men, or at least all the men that I've met that I've really talked to deeply, when they say that they don't, they don't want to build anything big or become a mature, capable leader, are lying. So since we all want to become this person, and especially the men listening to the Feel Love podcast admit to themselves they want to become this person, we know that we have work to do. And that's why we pursue these things, right? So, so to, to tie the whole thought together, men have this instinct to build something, to achieve something, to become something. And most of them think, you know, they're just doing it for themselves. But in reality, ultimately, that desire, unadulterated in its pure original form, unstained by the corruption of original sin, in a man is truly selfless. The desire to build something great is ultimately selfless. The desire to be in a fulfilling relationship is ultimately selfless. Now, there are benefits to the self. I'm not saying there aren't, right? I do enjoy the fruits of my labor. I do enjoy the things that come from being a real man, but I don't do it for myself, or at least I pray that I don't do it for myself, right? I pray that God take away whatever selfish streak I might have. So the concept of bearing other people's burdens is exactly what we're about, right? Becoming the man you're supposed to be, being a leader in your community, being a leader in your church, in your friend group, in your family. This is exactly what we're talking about. And this attitude that St. Paul presents to us is exactly what we're talking about to the point where I'm wondering if the reason I have this opinion is because I've read this verse months ago and it sort of slipped into my subconscious. Right? This idea that not only do we take care of ourselves and we become self-sufficient 
and we don't become a liability. I always talk about this, right? You cannot be a liability to others as a man. Not only that, but also we become an asset in that we take care of our own problems and we take care of the problems of other people. That's what a leader does, right? I was having a conversation with somebody, I think earlier this week, and I was telling her is that as men, what we do is for you, right? She's a woman. So I was telling you, you don't want to do what we do. You don't want the life of a real man, right? We were talking about, you know, meaning and purpose and calling in life. And she was explaining to me that she wants to enter the career world. I was telling her, there's nothing pretty about the career world. I've been in this world in corporate America for six years. More than that, if you count, you know, college internships and those things. And it's an ugly place. It's a bloody place. It's a conniving place. It's war. You don't want this. The things that we do as men are not pretty. They're not fun. They're ugly. But we as men, we do them gladly because it's our sacrifice for others. And I think that everybody, right? Men, women, young, old, whatever it is, leader, follower, whatever dynamics you can think of, parent, child, we all take certain burdens on ourselves in our unique roles, right? This is what commitment number six is about. This idea that we will learn the unique relationships and dynamics, relationship dynamics that we have in our life. And we'll aim to fulfill our role in those dynamics. So as a man, for example, on a date, when I go on a date, I'll be, you know, I'll call the girl or maybe she texts me and then I'll, I'll text back. I, I never initiate a text. That's a little, uh, little tangent there for you guys is that when you reach out, reach out via phone, right? It, it communicates confidence. Well, but I'll call you know, she'll pick up and I'll say, hey, how's it going? How's your day? This is a good time to chat. Small talk, five, 10 minutes. How's your day going? You doing anything fun? And then after about five or 10 minutes, you say, anyway, what's your schedule look like this week? Let's get together. Let me take you out. And she might say, I'm free Thursday, Friday, Saturday. And you might say Thursday and Saturday don't work for me, right? I'm busy as you should be as a man. You should be busy, but I can do Friday night. Great. How about Friday night at 6.30? And she says, that works. Okay, I'll pick you up then. And then you go pick her up. And you plan a date. And you might tell her what to wear, right? I've noticed in my years of dating that if you are going to do a surprise date, which some girls will push back on initially, but ultimately, you know, if you give her reason to trust you, she'll enjoy it, right? Who doesn't like a good surprise? Tell her what to wear at least. And then when you show up, you get out of the car you wait in front of the car. She walks up, you hug her, or maybe the relationship's a bit more serious. You give her a kiss. You open the door for her like a gentleman. You help her into the car. Shut the door, drive to the date. You walk her through the door, open the door. You pull out the chair for her. You pick up the tab. You take care of it. That's your role in that dynamic. Now, her role in the dynamic of the date is to be open-minded right? To try to have fun with whatever activity you pick, then you should try to pick something, of course, that she'll enjoy. Don't just, right, hoist whatever activity on her. Today, we're going to go play paintball. And she's like, I don't want to play paintball. But in that particular 
let's say, area, that particular arena of the date, you have more responsibility on you. Not only do you plan, not only do you pick her up, not only do you pay for the date, but you also have to make sure that she's having a good time. Gauge her reaction to what it is that you're doing. If you walk into a place and she looks at the menu, look at her face. Does she see things on the menu that look good? Or is she, you know, sort of scrunching up her face and you can tell she really doesn't like it? You can straight up say, is there anything on that menu that you like? If there isn't, we'll go somewhere else. I don't mind. Right? Make sure she's enjoying herself. That's your role in that particular situation. But then if you look at another situation, let's say, for example, you're married and your wife is traditional and she's a housewife and you're traditional and you're a breadwinner. When you come home, basically that's, that's reversed now. Is you come through the door, she'll take your coat off you. She'll ask you if you had a good day. She's got dinner ready, right? The kids are doing their thing or whatever they're doing. And she's taking care of you in that situation. So there's certain dynamics, certain situations where people take care of each other, carry each other's burdens. But of course, our focus is on ourselves first and foremost. So as a man, you should be aiming to pick up the burdens of other people in your sphere of influence. Whoever is in a position of, when you're a leader, that person is, I want to say follower, but that doesn't feel like the right word, uh, subordinate maybe. Whoever is under your care, someone you have stewardship over, you carry that person's burdens. And you carry your own burdens. So as you can see, this might not sound particularly, quote unquote, fair to you. It doesn't sound fair. It's not supposed to be fair. Right, you, you have to forget that word immediately. If you want to be a leader, leadership is not fair. It's not about fairness. We believe in servant leadership, right? The example that our Lord gives us. He says, I didn't come to be served, but to serve. And that's the attitude we have to take. If you want to be a leader, if you have a desire in your heart to be a leader, which I'm assuming you do because you're listening to this, that just means more work for you. That means less free time for you. That means less fun for you. That means more hard choices for you. And you have to be okay with that. It's your role to be self-sacrificing, right? We have an episode about this. Sacrifice yourselves. It's your role to be self-sacrificing. So that's the, you know, 17, 18 minutes of me reiterating this same point. You carry the burden. You carry your own burden and you carry everyone else's burden. That's your job. And if you don't have the strength to do that, build it. Build the strength. How do you build that strength? You do exactly what we've been talking about for 90 episodes now. Right? Think about that. 90 episodes. At more than 20 minutes apiece, right? Anywhere between 20 to 25 minutes, usually. That adds up to what? 1800 minutes which is god knows how many hours right 60 minutes in an hour it's some long long period of time then you can pull out your calculator if you're curious we've been talking about this the same stuff how to build more discipline how to build more resilience how to build more ascetical ability you're going to do all of the things we talked about all the time you're going to sleep on the floor like we talked about yesterday You're going to take cold showers like we talked about on day one. Right? You're going to journal. You're going to train your body. You're going to dress well to project authority so that people will feel comfortable putting their burdens on you. That's what you're going to do. 
If you don't have the strength, build it. If you don't have the financial means, build it. It is unacceptable to allow a person to rely on you without first having made sure that you'll follow through. Without first having made sure that you can actually take care of that person. If you want a wife and children, you are a coward if you don't spend a few years building your wisdom and your physical strength and your wealth first. You are a coward. You're self-serving if you do that. Don't do that. Build the strength. Build the ability to take care of people. Carry your own burdens first. Don't get into a relationship without having sorted out your own problems first. If your apartment's a mess, if your clothes are dirty, if you're constantly waking up at different times because your sleep schedule isn't even set yet, if you're not eating your regular meals, if you're not praying consistently, if you're not doing any of these things, if your stuff isn't completely taken care of, if you're not established as a man, don't allow other people to become reliant on you. So take St. Paul's words to heart. I know I will try to take them to heart to the best of my ability. Carry your own burdens. Don't be a liability. And carry the burdens of others. Do that if you haven't been already. And if you have, good for you. Keep doing that. Reflect on that today if you want. But it's something we talk about so often. I don't think you necessarily have to carve out time today. But if you want to, please, by all means. But remember that it's your role as a man, as a warrior king, as someone who expects obedience, right, in your leadership roles, as someone who expects respect, loyalty, honesty. I expect these things. And you should too. As someone who expects these things, it's your God-given responsibility to bear their burdens and to bear your own. That's it for this week's Field Log. If you like what you heard today, you can follow this podcast on whatever platform you're listening on right now. You can also rate the show. That always helps out a lot. You can find me on Instagram, threads, and TikTok at marcian.cx for Field Log snippets, art, philosophy, and training-related content. You can also visit the website at marcian.cx for much more of the same. I'm still working on consolidating the Warrior King content into the marcian.cx project. So check back at the website soon for the new and improved Warrior King training protocol, which is going to include supersets and my updated supplement recommendations. There's also a 2024 goal-setting guide on the way, and of course, the Warrior King newsletter. If any of that sounds appealing to you, the links to everything are in the show notes below. It's all free, and as always, conquer the day. <laughs>